0: What's up everybody welcome back to the weekly Leo finance AMA currently riding solo Uh, Mitch had a last minute thing and he should be on in like the next 15 minutes or so. Um, yeah yeah, we got a hard stop at 1pm today so just gonna kick it off myself. While you guys get your questions ready, I'll jump into the the weekly updates. So, um, you know, usually we start with the the social stuff. So, uh, with Threads, we've been working on this really big uh, performance update um, that will that will bring a lot more than just performance. Um, it'll bring pretty much a a whole new way for loading content on the on the UI. So, since the launch of Threads, we've basically seen this this explosion in activity on on Leo Finance, which has caused kind of cascading failures in terms of uh, scalability, which uh, is actually what we expected. Um, But obviously something that you can't you can't exactly develop in a proactive way for uh, until it's kind of a real real world issue. Um, So a a big focus of ours has been rolling out threads and then working on uh, these performance updates. so this next update will basically change the entire way that threads and, and other content on Leo Finances is, is loaded um, and, and it'll make it, you know, ridiculously faster. So we've been working on it uh, in closed alpha and I've been testing it. And it looks really good, um, basically, like and if you've been using threads, I'm sure you've noticed that when you refresh the page or, or load a new page or even click on a thread, sometimes it will take, you know, 30 seconds to a minute to load, load the page. And obviously that's not a good user experience. Um, I think if it takes anything longer than five seconds, people will start to kind of close out and, and exit threads if they're not, you know, a core Leo Finance user. So obviously to cater to those external users, we need to have a good user experience. Um, and this next update will, will definitely, you know, bring what we're looking for, which is, you know, that, that five second or less loading time. Um, so uh, we basically had this list of like, 30 items about. So about 30 different bugs and also performance, you know, basically performance tweaks. And, uh, that list is almost done. Um, looks like there's about nine things left on the list before we're ready to push the update. Um, so once we push that update, you'll see that threads, is just going to be a a radically different experience. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Um, and, uh, like I said, we're, we're testing it in closed alpha and then and then we'll roll it out to production for everyone to test. Um, but this is kind of the the big update I've been waiting for. Uh, once it goes live, I think we'll be we'll be definitely a lot more better prepared um, for for the masses to join, and and you know the entire the entire Threads framework will be a lot more scalable. So um, this is probably going to be the the biggest update so far since since the launch of Threads. Um, also, with this update, you'll see we're going to add. Uh, the profile page for threads, and then also um, an explore page for threads. So you'll be able to see, you know, people you're following and and, uh, what threads they're creating and interacting with. Um, And then after that, we're going to see the Leo mobile update, which will include threads. So uh, in case you missed it, there was a, there was a post from Leo finance last week um, that talked about the Leo mobile update. Uh, So we integrated the new version of lightning that we created for threads into the Leo mobile app Um, So a lot of people were having issues with mobile app Um, and if you weren't having issues and you were able to get it to load, it would load extremely slowly. Uh, That was because it was using the old version of Lightning. Um, Now it's on the same version of Lightning as Threads. So if you've been using the mobile app lately uh, since that update, you'll notice it's it's super fast. Um, So that was a pretty big rollout for us. The next mobile update will be the actual Threads integration. Um, so that's, that's kind of the social side where everything's been focused. It's obviously very heavily focused on threads right now. Um, on the DeFi side, um, what's up Nifty Phil, um, on the DeFi side, uh, we've been working on the cub, uh, variable staking contract. So, um, obviously the, you know, it was about a month ago that the, uh, BHBD and beehive, uh, multi-token bridge was launched. Um, so that's pretty huge for Cub. Uh, if you read that PolyCub monthly report, you'll see, you know, it generates, you know, PHBD uh, and p generate a lot of revenue uh, for PolyCub. So now that whole revenue setup is is available for Cub and it's been burning Cub. Um, the last I saw it, let's see if I can pull it up. So I, I believe when we started the bridge, it was, uh, there was about 500,000 Cub burned since the launch of Cub. Um, and since then, um, that number has grown. It's as of today, it's 624,000 cub that's been burned. So we've burned basically 120,000 cub in the last month so far, uh, just for the multi token bridge revenue. Um, and, uh, I put out the projection that it's going to be, uh, 200,000 for the month of August. Um, so, so we'll have burned 200,000 cub for the month of August, which is basically, almost half of the amount of cub that we burned since the launch of cub uh which includes you know kingdom's fees and um the the uh ido the if you guys remember the k-pop ido that burned like 200,000 cub on its own um so the multi token bridge is generating a pretty ridiculous amount of revenue um and burning cub and at these prices it's it's a disproportionate amount of cub uh tokens so This month, it'll be 200,000. Next month, I think it'll be a lot higher than that. And then, you know, it should keep growing. And then obviously when the cub price starts to go up, the amount of tokens that it burns will be less, but the value should be more, um, you know, as the multi-token bridge revenue uh, continues to grow because it's obviously in dollars. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, a couple million cub get burned before the price starts to really go up. Um, So if you are thinking about buying cub, don't buy too much. Until at least until the multi-token bridge does its work and burns a bunch of the uh, inflation that we saw over the last 12 months. Um, I think it's, it's a great move for sustainability to, to get a lot of this, these CUB tokens off the market. Um, so there's 17 million CUB out there right now, 624,000 have been burned. Um, that number should be over 700,000 by, uh, by the time that August uh, CUB report comes out. And then hopefully next month we could, we could potentially see a million Cub burned uh, if we burn 300,000 Cub over the course of uh, um, September. So let will see what happens. Um, and then that variable staking contract, I'm not sure when we're gonna have it done. I, I think the contract will be ready by the end of this week, if I had to guess. Um, and then, um, you know, obviously we've got a little bit of work to do to test it and then integrate it in the UI. I think, I think if I, if I had to guess, hopefully next Friday, we'll see um, the, the variable staking contract. Obviously, that's a uh, Suniverse timeline. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that variable staking contract is very cool. If you've seen uh, what Cake is doing, actually, on, on PancakeSwap, they've got a very similar uh, contract. It's, our, ours is basically based on that framework. Um, and essentially, what it does is, I, I think it's super cool. Um, we're going to be replacing the the Cub Kingdom with this new uh, variable staking contract. So it'll look it'll look a lot like this. I'll drop a screenshot for everybody on Discord. Um, it'll look a lot like this, where you can basically lock up your your Cub tokens, and you get to choose how long you can lock it up for. So right now, you could consider that the, the Cub Kingdom is a flexible API. So essentially you can stake and unstake your cub from the cub kingdom whenever you want. There's no time lock, there's, there's nothing there. Um, with this new contract, you'll be, able to, you'll be able to still stake your cub in a flexible contract if you want to basically be able to remove it whenever you want. But the APY on flexible staked cub is gonna be pretty low, probably similar to what cake is like 3%. So it'll be like a low single digit percentage um, for, for staking your cub in a flexible uh, manner. But then you can lock your cub for up to fifty-two weeks, and the longer you lock it, the uh, the higher the APY gets. So basically, what the contract is doing is it earns a certain amount of the inflation every um, every day uh, from the cub that's generated per block. So there's one cub generated per block on on Binance Smart Chain, and um, a percentage of that is going to that that uh, cub kingdom, uh, and then um from that percentage that that total pool of cub it's basically you know non-linearly distributed to people who stake cub Um, so obviously the longer you stake the more of that percentage you can get Um, so it's a it's pretty cool setup and if you look at the way it's working on on cake it's it's you know extremely interesting so uh the average lock duration on on uh on cake is 39 weeks so we can pretty much assume that, that most people will be staking for, for several months at a time, um, staking their cub and uh, obviously earning high APY. So right now, the APY for doing that, if you, if you stake your cake for 52 weeks, you're earning 65% APY. So we're kind of expecting similar numbers um, on, the, on the Cub Kingdom. So you'll probably be able to stake your cub and earn something like 40 to 60% APY if you do it for, for a whole year. And then obviously the apy will come down the the lower amount of time that you do less than 52 weeks um it's pretty complex contract but we're we're almost done with it so uh, i'm definitely excited to see that out on cub um and you know that in conjunction with um the multi-token bridge you know burning hundreds of thousands of cub every month i think is pretty it's going to be a pretty cool combination to see in action um, the focus right now is growing these multi-token bridge pools. So right now, BHBD Cub has 72,000 in liquidity. Uh, Beehive Cub has 85,000 and BHBD BUSD has 130,000. So we, uh, you know, working together, uh, we, can, we can build out the, the liquidity on these pools, which will generate more revenue through wrapping fees and Oracle staking. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm excited to see how that all plays out. I think I think there's a, and I've, I've put out threads and tweets about this, but I think there's a critical mass in terms of liquidity, uh, on cub. And once we reach that critical mass, it's kind of like this, this tipping point where, um, that liquidity will continue to generate uh, revenue and, and the multi-token bridge will keep growing. Um, so we kind of need to see, it's almost like a, a rocket launch. We need to see, you know, um, we need to see that, that, um, you know, that velocity reached. Uh, and once we do, um, it's uh, you know they call it escape velocity for for rockets and uh, I think once we reach escape velocity, which is basically just a certain amount of liquidity, uh, we'll see Cub uh, kind of take off in, in a whole different direction uh, than it has been. And really that 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 whole calculation, obviously we we don't really know what it is, but the whole calculation is centered around if there's you know right now there's what uh, one two basically like around 300,000 in multi-token bridge liquidity on CUB. So if that number was, you know, 600,000 or a million dollars, the idea is that we'll see so much uh, wrapping activity because the, the amount that you could trade when liquidity is deeper is a lot higher. Um, The whole idea is that once you see that high level of trading volume and wrapping activity, it's going to, it's going to really take it to new heights in terms of CUB burned every single month, Um, you know, the fact that we burned 200,000 cub in the first month of the multi-token bridge is, uh, is, is pretty insane. Cause that's obviously like half of all cub that was burned since the, since the beginning of cub, uh, which was what actually like pretty much exactly 18 months ago. So, uh, you know, one month outweighed, you know, 50% of 18 months uh, worth of burning. So it's pretty crazy. Um, and then, you know, next month, I'd like to see 300,000 cub get burned and, and kind of keep growing from there. Let's see what we got questions wise. Um, addicted saying everyone's copying hex. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going for time locks these days. Because if you're not providing, providing, you know, like let's say taking your cub and, and depositing it in the kingdom is not very valuable for the ecosystem because it's not you're not providing liquidity and you're not even locking your cub up. So I think, I think a lot of DeFi platforms have realized that if you're not providing liquidity, then you should be locking, you should be buying and locking the asset um, because that's how you can provide, provide, you know, value. Cause you're essentially taking liquidity off the market. So you should either be providing liquidity or you should be removing liquidity from the circulating supply, which is locking it up. So, um, uh, my FreeBTC said, I posted these questions on threads. Can you give us an update on PolyCub lending? Will it be deployed before the end of the year? Yeah, we're still working on the collateralized lending protocol, which will be deployed on PolyCub and Cub. Um, and essentially, it'll let you, um, it'll essentially let you um, take out loans against your ex-PolyCub and vex PolyCub. And then on your Cub Kingdom, it'll let you take out loans against it too. Um, and then also your Cub LPs. So, so the way that Cub will work will be slightly different than PolyCub. But uh, you'll essentially be able to take out loans against your multi-token bridge LPs. So, if you're if you're in the BHBD Cub or Beehive Dash Cub or BHBD BUSD, you'll be able to take out a loan against those LPs um, in the form of BHBD uh, on Cub, and then on PolyCub, obviously, it'll be in PHBD. Um, but yeah, the the lending protocol is really interesting. It's it's essentially another way to generate a ridiculous amount of revenue every single month uh, for Cub and PolyCub. Um, and that revenue is obviously you know buying back PolyCub and then distributing it to VEX PolyCub. And then if you're looking at Cub, it's buying back Cub and, and burning it. So um, yeah, you'll be able to lend against VEX PolyCub and uh, X PolyCub. My uh, for BTC. Um, Nifty asked on threads, Can we get a cub burn ticker on threads UI? Um, That's a good idea, potentially, yeah. I'd like to put a, I was actually talking to the dev about putting a chart on the cub UI, uh, showing the burns over time. So like you could see over the last 18 months since cub launch, you would be able to see that, you know, 500,000 cub was burned and and when it was burned kind of in that that timeline. and uh and then you would kind of see this huge tick up because if we had a good if we had a good chart of the burns then you'd see that huge tick up over the last month um so yeah yeah i i want to add some sort of better tracking for the burns uh even even if someone created and maybe this is a call to action for someone in the community uh if someone even created like a simple javascript website um that that had the uh that had the cub burns and and maybe some Cub statistics on how much is getting burned every single day that, that might be cool. Um, and then projected burns based on previous burns. Um, you know, I, am planning on putting a dev on it. Uh, once, once we get the, once we get a little bit of uh, free time after the variable staking contract, but if anyone wants to take charge and, and build a simple kind of, kind of simple JavaScript website, doesn't have to even look pretty, but, um, you know, Splinterlands has a lot of people that do stuff like that, like the uh, Splinter Cards Index. Um, so maybe someone can pull some inspiration from something like that and and build a Cub Burns and Buybacks uh, statistics website, and then we can basically just framework that into uh, into threads and the Cub UI. That might be cool. It would definitely save us some dev time. That's um, my for BTC. What else we got? I'm caught up on threads questions. Colas two ninety wants an AMA in Spanish. I uh, my Spanish is decent, but I don't know if I could do a whole AMA in Spanish. Um, but maybe if I uh, maybe if I co-host one with uh, a Nomad Soul, we could do a we could do one in Spanish. That might be fun. every week. I could I could work on my Spanish then too. Uh, Mitch is joining right now. What it is. So- um what else we got yeah and i mean kind of on that on that similar uh on that similar kind of question uh thread um a nomad soul has been working on leo tv which is basically an idea that we could have live shows every single day um other same mitch is not on push to talk yeah, it makes no sense though because I think I think your audio might be on your desktop.
1: Yeah, I just fixed it. I don't need no sneaking push to talk.
0: I can't hear you, Mitch. We can't hear you, Kat. Um. <laughs> oh, you can hear him? How can I not hear? Him?
1: do you hear me or no hello how about now oh now i can hear you i makes no sense but yeah this is what happens when you start
0: without me <laughs> um yeah we got a we got a little hard stop at one so um i basically just covered the the leover stuff so we got that out of the way now we can uh Maybe just do some general crypto stuff, been an- answering a few questions. Um, yeah, but yeah, Nomad no sure. Soul has been working on Leo TV. Yeah, uh, Nomad Soul has been working on Leo TV, and that's basically we'll see. You know, some some new shows, and basically like the we've got the weekly AMA every Tuesday, and then what we're gonna start seeing is like other shows scheduled on different days. So like on Wednesday, you'll have a different show uh, for the Leoverse, and um, so it'll be it'll be cool and we're sponsoring some some people to host them so maybe Mitch will will uh, do his own show one day of the week um, and uh, you know kind of kind of build out our, our own little Leo verse TV network um, and we'll uh, we'll see we'll see how we can build it yeah nifty so nifty and uh, nomads will have their own show on Friday nights um, and uh, they basically drink beer and talk about crypto. So if you uh, haven't tuned into it yet, you should. I tuned into the first one. Uh, I think I missed, yeah, I missed last week, um, but-
1: And where is it that people find this?
0: Um, it is on, um, it's on Twitter. I'm laughing at Tony Tony's comment. He said, I think cat I is a playback. That's kind of funny.
1: <clears throat> I'm a simulation. let's see. there was some good polycub talk <clears throat> excuse me yeah What will we able to land against vex polycub i missed all the good answers here <laughs> so one thing that popped up uh during the week was i had done a post about uh you know crypto investing in general and like you know kind of seeking alpha right outside of you know just holding top 10 top 20 coins and, you know And this has come up, I think, on prior calls. And I said in the comments of the post that bringing up an AMA, which a few people wanted uh, me to. So, with communities, and I don't know if it was in a prior AMA or maybe back even roundtable days, we talked about like kind of creating this like um, crypto alpha, you know, kind of space where people can drop in projects they're looking at. So, you know, nothing materialized, so I think it's a matter of just finding someone that's willing to mod um, a community, and, you know, obviously there can be a better name than Crypto Alpha, but that's just what I thought of off the top of my head. Leo Alpha. Um, Or Leo Alpha, yeah. And uh, I just think it's a good way for, you know, everyone to have a, a specific location to talk about projects they're looking at, you know, and it's specifically designed so you know finding coins that haven't blown up yet you know and promising projects
0: yeah i would love to see a leo we can definitely add that um yeah we basically just need need a mod or a couple mods um to uh to lead it uh, i know jk you know kind of headed up the leo alpha initiative um he's got a twitter account for leo alpha and oh nice. and yeah so yeah yeah. So it'd be cool if he modded the community and then we had a couple other people jump in as mods um, and people just posted about, you know, crypto alpha and trading alpha and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and then obviously the the Leo alpha account could tweet out all the uh, all the links back to those Leo finance articles showing, you know, crypto alpha. Because that that's I mean, I think that's I think Leo alpha has a lot of untapped potential in terms of bringing in outsiders to Leo finance because. You know, the, the Leo Finance, the whole idea behind Leo Finance is really that we can come together and find alpha in the crypto space and, and outside of the crypto space and just, you know, kind of discover alpha and, and share it and talk about it. probably one of my best trades um, in, in my career as an investor is Rune. And I discovered Rune through, you know, Neil um, and, uh, and Shanghaipreneur and actually J.K., on, uh, on the Leo finance UI, um, you know, and, and back, if you go way back to when I started Leo finance, that was the entire mission was to create seeking alpha for, uh, the crypto space, you know, web three seeking alpha. So, um, I would, I would love to see more activity in that direction. Um, and now that we've built out, you know, a lot of my time has, has gone into building out the frameworks for this stuff, like threads and community pages. So I would love to see more activity from the community and in, in actually, you know, utilizing those tools and and building out, you know, Leo Alpha and, and other ideas like it. Um, so it sounded like it sounded like JK is going to be the first mod and scary cat guide is going to be the second. Then we just need a couple, <laughs> well, couple um, more jump in there. Shit. I got I. I, I...
1: I have a, uh, a paid uh, crypto opportunity that I'm considering not even taking. So
0: You just volunteered for the community page, right?
1: Bandwidth. Bandwidth is a thing. <laughs> I did not. I will be a lovely participant and occasionally drop a project <laughs> that I'm researching. I am kind of maxed out. No, I'm sure there's plenty of people in the community that would uh potentially uh want to mod. In fact, uh I'm thinking of somebody. It's actually the person, one of the people that made, you know, the comment about uh being excited about a community like that. And uh Yeah,
0: send them my way.
1: Someone regular uh pretty active. Uh what is it? Uh Oh, my God, my brain. Ace is on top? I think that's the username. Mm.
0: Yeah, he's very active.
1: I, yeah, I follow him. <laughs> Nifty's going to mod the shitcoin section. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect.
0: <laughs> uh, Tom Hall on Threads asks, um, when uh when reports like the poly cub report for uh leo ads and cub uh the first cub report should be out in the next couple of days um for the month of august so you'll see uh, we burned 100 we burned about one hundred twenty thousand cubs so far uh which is pretty crazy um and you know the projection that i've got shows that we're going to burn two hundred thousand cub for the month of august and then um you know, based on based on like recent activity, because actually a lot of people have been wrapping HBD uh, and Hive over to to BSC lately. Uh, we've been seeing some some really healthy activity uh, in terms of, of people using the bridge and and providing liquidity on CUB um, for those pools. Uh, based on that, I think I think we're going to see well over three hundred thousand CUB get burned uh, in the month of September. Um, so that'll actually put us at over a million CUB. Being burned since the beginning of Cub, um, which means that my initial projection that uh, that two that the that the two months the first two months of multi-token bridge will burn more Cub than the entire existence of Cub before that. Um, so if we burn three hundred thousand Cub in September, it'll it'll fulfill that that vision, and then obviously every month hopefully grow that number. Um, you know, one million Cub burned out of seventeen million is pretty crazy. Um, so, you know, what happens when it's a, you know, 5 million, um, and, and more. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see how much revenue is being generated. It's only about 300,000 in those pools and, uh, you know, public service announcement. If you're listening to this, you should go out and if you're not providing liquidity, you should go out and provide liquidity because, uh, the APYs are still pretty ridiculous, uh, for multi-token bridge on Cub. Um, I feel like we haven't really done a whole lot of marketing yet to, to get people on hive to, to realize that, but, you know, I mean, you can stake hive over on, on cub and earn over 50% APY, uh, HPD, you can earn over 50% if you do the BHBD cub pool, or if you just want to sit in stable coins, you can get, you know, over 26% APR, uh, which comes out to 30% APY on uh, BHPD BUSD. So, um, that's pretty cool. And then, obviously, if the CUB price goes up long term, those APIs are going to skyrocket.
1: Exactly. So, hashtag it's kind of a nice self
0: balance. Yeah, hashtag added the pools. It's kind of a nice um, self balancing system on CUB because um, you know with that fixed inflation rate, it's actually it's actually really interesting that um, you know as that liquidity in the multi token bridge grows, the obviously the APRs go down if the price stays the same. But as that liquidity grows, the revenue generated by the Cub Multi-Token Bridge actually burns buys and burns Cub every month, which could slowly grind the the Cub price higher, uh, since it kind of creates that permanent buyer. So as the basically, if you looked at it like a chart, as the total value locked of uh, Multi-Token Bridge assets goes up, the um, the revenue of Multi-Token Bridge goes up, which means that the Cub burning goes up. Um, and as that that burning goes up, potentially the price goes up and the APRs increase. And then you can get more assets in the multi-token bridge. And it kind of creates that self-feeding system, which is what I, I keep talking about in terms of like an escape velocity for Cub, which is, um, you know, if you can reach that critical mass of multi-token bridge liquidity and see, you know, hundreds of thousands of cub getting burned every single month, then um, you know, in, in my in my opinion, that critical mass is uh, is when. Um, so much cub is being bought and burned every month that it is, it is, um, a, it's, it's a surplus essentially in terms of how much cub is getting burned versus how much cub is getting issued. Um, and that's kind of like our, you know, once those two points meet each other, that's our escape velocity, uh, for CUB. So I've actually never been so bullish for cub. I think it's really, uh, I think this whole multi-token bridge thing is, is the game changer we're all looking for, um, And, and the cub burns are obviously going to, going to show it. So I keep, I keep saying, don't, don't buy too much cub yet. Let, let the burns, let the burns buy the cub cheap.
1: I'm just letting it stack. My, my snowball is large and just continues to grow, but yeah, adding to the bridge is basically bullish for cub. I added a little more late last week. Not, not, not a lot, but whatever I had to, uh, put in there and I'll do that again as my cub builds and my hive builds the beehive pool is my friend we
0: we'll really pool often someone yeah, said that pretty much I
1: mean multiple benefits my free PT said next polycub having block should be right around the corner
0: Yeah, it should be soon. I haven't looked up the exact block from the contract lately. But yeah, it's usually right around this time, beginning of the month.
1: Loving those APRs on the Cub hive-related pools, which I'm sure will go down a little bit as people pool. But then when we hit that saturation point where burns become essentially our own built-in fed. Right should uh, not only support the price, but potentially help inflate it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, it's really, it's really interesting. Like there's, so every day there's 28,000 cub created. Um, so I've been running the math on this. If you, if you do the math, 28,000 cub created at the current price of uh, 2.1 cents is $588 per day, uh, which is $17,000 a month. If you read the PolyCub report last month, um, PolyCub generated $11,000 in multi token bridge revenue. And that's a mixture of wrapping fees, Oracle staking, and uh, arbitrage. So, and PolyCub, I believe, had $500,000 in multi token bridge uh, total value locked. So, Cub has $300,000 right now, which means that once we reach $500,000, assuming that things are equal, um, which they obviously aren't always equal, but um, assuming that they're even close to each other, um, the multi-token bridge revenue will be $11,000 for CUB uh, once we reach 500000 in TVL for the multi-token bridge. Right now, we're at 300000 So essentially, if we can double that liquidity, uh, we'll see over $11,000 in monthly revenue uh, for cub and being that $17,000 a month is being issued in terms of, uh, in terms of liquidity rewards, um, we're, we're getting pretty close to that critical mass figure. Um, so if, if you assume a lot of things being equal, um, then the, the critical mass figure is probably something around 750,000 to, you know, $850,000 in multi-token bridge liquidity. Um, so that would be close to tripling the liquidity, uh, for Beehive BHPD and or for Beehive and BHPD, you know, obviously those three different pools. Um, so if we can if we can triple that liquidity, then um, you know we, we could we could outpace the amount of Cub that's being issued. And then if the like let let's say that you know let's say that conservatively the multi token bridge can reach a million dollars in liquidity. So right now it's at three hundred thousand on Cub. We need to triple it to get to a million. If you consider that at $500,000 on Polycub, um, in terms of TVL uh, generated that 11,000, um, then a million should generate over 20,000 a month on Cub. So over 20,000 a month means that more, more value is being created and captured by Cub um, than is being issued in terms of liquidity rewards. And some people may wonder if that's actually sustainable and and possible because how could you be paying less money than is being generated by the protocol? Um, but it is actually possible because it's not a, it, it's not really a linear equation because the more liquidity that gets added to these pools, the more the wrapping fees uh, become. And basically the, the wrapping fees have no have no you know, relevance to the APR that's being paid on Cub. Um, so like if you're paying 20% APR on Cub, it doesn't mean that you can only generate 20% wrapping fees wrapping fees can be generated at, you know, any rate that they want to be generated at. Um, and a lot of that comes down to the liquidity in the pools and the volatility of, you know, Hive and HBD. Um, so we've obviously, we've seen some good volatility in the last couple months for Hive and HBD, which has generated a lot of wrapping fees um, and a lot of arbitrage opportunities. So that, that, that figure is exponential. So actually, if you look at, Five hundred thousand in TVL on Polycub, and potentially a million dollars in TVL for the multi-token bridge on CUB. I think the revenue won't just be double; it'll be exponentially higher because um, you know the arbitrage and wrapping fees grow exponentially. They don't grow linearly. So, um, what excites me is the potential of having that liquidity. Uh, but but really, the key right now is to get the liquidity. It's it you know it's it's been growing, but it's been you know slow growing um but that's also fine you know i it's like i keep saying you know it's it's actually kind of nice to have it grow slowly so that we can kind of let those cub burns build up and and keep buying back at this this low price um i i I think it's uh i think it's actually healthy for the ecosystem for cub to be you know for the cub price to be suppressed so that the a lot of that inflation that we created over the last 12 to 18 months can get can get eaten up by the multi-token bridge and then we can kind of have a clean slate um, to keep growing from there. So kind of a nice little launch pad, uh, for that, for that escape velocity.
1: Indeed. Playing catch up on the chat. You guys talking about some good stuff. Ha. Call us wants an AM, AMA in Spanish mm-hmm well
0: i answered that one i said uh my spanish isn't that good but um it's decent i could uh you know maybe with a, maybe with a nomad soul we could do a little little spanish ama
1: there you go someone i'd be someone struggling send, a little bit uh, but i think i could do it someone send cal uh, rosetta stone get, get the practice
0: <laughs> i like uh That's duolingo fun.
1: yeah That's duolingo Yep. I don't even know you spoke a little Spanish. That's, that's cool. You think I would live in South Florida all these years, but nope, <laughs> I'm just a dumb, lazy American speaking English.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I always loved Spanish. Um, and then, um, you know, whenever I need like a, a week to kind of recharge, I always go to Mexico because it's pretty close. So
1: yeah. Just go you get, know a lot give myself people. a
0: nice little week to recover in Cancun or something.
1: Yeah. I think my brother went to Tulum like three times this year. Yeah, I went to
0: Tulum last year. It was it was awesome. I love Tulum.
1: I like it. You could always do a uh Leo, Leo roundtable Spanish version. That would be fine. Uh, you and I know that soul. It's not the one It's not a terrible idea. It's actually a pretty decent idea. We probably need more of uh Because that's such a um, great potential um, source of community, just, you know, Spanish-speaking community.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's so prevalent, especially in the States. I mean, so that's the thing, too. As far as community pages go, do you think, because, you know, anyone that's been on Leo Finance for a hot minute, I mean, if you look through, Especially depending on you know the timing of the day, you'll see that like, there's a lot of people posting in German. It's a lot of people posting in Spanish. So, do you think it makes sense? Like we talk about communities as far as you know, oh, bringing on like whatever you know, a rune community or whatever. But do you think it makes sense to actually create communities for you know other languages, like you know Spanish Leo community?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, really the community pages come down to who wants to run them. Um, yeah. you know, we could. The framework allows us to have as many as we want. I mean, we could have 10,000 community pages. Yeah. Um, obviously we've spent a lot of time on threads lately, but um, the community pages are basically governed by a, a GitHub config uh, that we can just basically just keep adding new community pages to. So you know, if people want like a German Leo uh, community page, they can do that and it'll be all curated Uh, by whatever moderators they want to set, I think that's a great idea. I mean, we really just need people to kind of step up into those roles and and take over the pages and make sure that, you know, content is getting created and curated for the page. Because if you look at some of the community pages we've launched with so far, like ThorChain even, um, you know, there's not that much content being created and there's not that much content being curated. So, you know, you look at that ThorChain page and like the last 20 posts are by uh, one user, uh, on the page, which is also fine, but it just, it just goes to show that there's not enough content being created about that topic. And there's also not enough uh, uh, content being create uh, curated on that topic. So, yeah, um, you know, you need active mods and you need active community members to make a community page actually be you know vibrant and used because um, if it's not getting used, you'll see the content just kind of looks old and, and yep. uh, you know, it's not as, it's not nearly as appealing. Um well, I mean, you got to
1: get the word out in a way, like really, I think to have success with a community page, is you probably need at least a f- like three people that are kind of amped up about it and are not only creating content, but, you know, obviously, you know, one or two of them are modding and then they spread the word. Um, because like, you know, case in point, um, I'll sadly admit, I can't even remember the last time I went on a community page. Like all I do is I go to my feed, I go to my feed, I go to the main page and that's it. like, my feed's got, you know, the people that I want to follow and I'll add people here and there. Um but uh leveraging the community pages makes sense, you know, especially on yeah. like the room page, you know, to stay to, to help stay in the loop. Um that's why I think like a language-based community page will definitely have more success because now it's not so much a single topic. It's just like, hey, you know, I I you know, I I basically write in Spanish, I read in Spanish, I prefer to do that. Um, or even if you're doing, you know, a lot of people do like both. They post it in Spanish and English. Um, either way, you know, that's more of a default. You know what I mean? Like, as, as opposed to like, all right, you know, I want to, you know, uh, read up and, and and talk about Rune. You know, this is like, well, I'm doing any, you know, any topic. It's just that I'm doing it in another language. So, yeah, ideally there's uh, somebody out there that wants to start the um, Spanish speaking community page. I think a, I think a German one would definitely get traction. Like I said, there's a lot yeah. of people that post on Leo Finance in German, and a lot of good, a lot of good content. Um, you know, and I only know that because a they did the hybrid model, where they you know list it in both languages, um, or b I just you know can decipher enough out of it from the little bit of German I know from uh, prior life experiences. <laughs>
0: Um, I yeah, that. I just posted yeah. a, uh, I just posted a screenshot and a link to the Splinterlands community page. I feel like that's the one community page that actually gets like pretty good activity uh, in terms of content getting created and content getting curated. So if you look at that page, I mean there's there's some really good content in there um, about Splinterlands and, and you can just kind of jump into it and see um, you know you can see a lot of cool stuff. And uh, kind of the potential, the the vision of of community pages is, is being fulfilled in that page. I think, uh, where you could go to it on a daily basis and look for look for good content that's been curated about Splinterlands. So you know that it's high quality content. You don't know that it's not just you know shit posts about Splinterlands.
1: Well, it is no surprise that Splinterlands is one of the most active community pages. <laughs> yep. You got to find so We just some need some community pages that. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we talk about like, you know, there was that initial push of people trying to onboard like quote unquote influencers or people, you know, with decent followings on like YouTube and other outlets. But you know, the thing with that is they can, you know, they come over, but they don't have a community here. And like the ideal is like people will follow them over, but those people obviously are either, you know, no leo power or you know would would have to buy in which is good but it's just tough because you know it sadly is It's like well i can be uncensored and make money here instead of youtube but if the money's not coming you know quick and that's not to say you know people don't stay with it i mean there's a few people that have been onboarded that you know they post all their content on leo finance as well that goes on to youtube and and uh tiktok and all that i mean like uh you know, Wendy O is an example of that, that I think short segments got over. Yeah. And you know, all her content that's on YouTube is getting posted on Leo finance as well. Yep. Morty's asking about price tickers.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing I'd love to see is a, uh, um, a cub community page i think i think a nomad Soul has already reached out to me that uh, about it but um i haven't got a good idea it. but yeah but like a cub and poly cub community page where people can obviously organize the content a little bit even a leo community page i mean the real idea behind community pages is to segment content and and have it be more easily uh sorted so that's that's the real idea behind a community page is that by by kind of segmenting the, the content, you're, you're creating a better experience for people who want to read about a specific topic or people who want to uh, create content about a specific topic. Um, and then obviously that bigger idea of people who just want to belong to a community about a subtopic, but don't want to be, you know, lost in the in the, you know, lost in the sauce, so to speak, of, of Leo Finance, which which is pretty easy to do since there's so much content being created every day um, yeah, I feel like my free BTC would be a great, uh, a great moderator for the polycode page. Um, yeah, Nomad, So there could be a hundred community pages. I mean, and there, and there should be, um, and then obviously one day there should be a thousand. There's, there's no reason not. I mean, look at Reddit, right? Like Reddit, Reddit is so popular because you've got millions of little subreddits that, that all kind of added up. And then some people joined some of them like wall street bets, you know, really took off and got a lot of users and, and, uh, you know, that that could be how we grow Leo finance in a really big way. I would really love the Leo alpha page. I mean, I actually would be really excited about something like that. If, if people who had some sort of alpha, like, like right now I'm uh, I've been trading Rune, um on this latest dip, like we're, we're, we've dipped down and maybe this would be a good jumping off point into some general crypto stuff real quick before we jump off of here. But um, you know, I've been, I've been trading Rune and, and buying a bunch under $2. Cause I think it's a steal under $2. Um, so, you know, if I could, if I could just make a quick post and publish it under the Rune, uh, the Thor chain community page, and then also the, you know, the Leo alpha community page and show people, you know, I think there's some alpha in Rune right now because of, uh, some things that they've been developing in terms of new, um, in terms of new blockchains that they're integrating. And then also, you know, just, just the fact that the price is so much lower than the market cap value that I believe that it should be. Um, you know, to me, that means that there's alpha in rune, and rune and I would love to share that on a community page. And, you know, you can just imagine, you know, a hundred people sharing alpha like that. And then all the people on Leo finance jumping in and participating and maybe trading around what they read on there. Uh, and then obviously generating a return um, you know, that's the whole vision. Um, and uh yeah nifty saying waiting for 69 cent rune to buy. Yeah, I actually bought some at 69 cents way back when. Um I think my lowest buy on rune was like 20 something cents. That was like one of my first nice. buys. Yeah. I think
1: 69 was the price I was waiting for like when we were dumping on the last dump we never quite got there. I actually ended up buying some more at 205 which isn't the greatest but isn't terrible.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy to see how low we've gotten like so on rune a dollar 50 right we dipped down to a dollar 50 on june 17th so that was like the big crypto dip and the last time it was below 150 was uh, january 2021 so i i think it's a good i think it's a good buy right now i don't i don't really see it going too much lower i mean obviously if, whatever happens to the rest of crypto is going to happen to rune so, um, yeah, I, uh, I see it as a great, I think it's going to be a really good trade for me. Um, I actually made a TikTok about it that um, I'm, I'm buying a bunch of Rune right now. And uh, the plan is to, you know, I'll sell, sell most of it, most of what I'm buying now. At least I'll probably sell what I, I'll probably sell my initial investment out uh, when Rune bounces back up. Um, you know, so if we bounce back up to like 250 or something this week or next week or something. Uh, when crypto decides to recover, um, I'll uh, I'll close whatever I put into the trade and then just keep the profits as Rune deposit into my long-term Rune bank account.
1: Yeah, good old Rune. I definitely uh, need to keep better track of uh, my overall purchases because I know I bought some Rune. Like I have a lot of room at great prices, but then like it was like, all right, I want my bag to get bigger and it was, you know, so high for so long that I ended up buying some um at much higher prices. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I gotta look at the chart to kind of remind me. I think I definitely bought some. Why is this why is my chart taking so long to load? Um I'm pretty sure I bought some in the low sevens. after a, what was a, already a big pullback. Yeah, because it you know, spiked up to 12, came back down. Yeah, I remember when it hit uh, like six and a quarter area was a, a support level and it bounced off of that initially. Um, and I think I ended up buying some at like 7.05, 7.10, something like that, and then proceeded to freaking dump all the way down to three bucks.
0: <laughs> that didn't really work out so well. Yeah, I definitely bought some rune around ten bucks and not working well. But I'll, I've been averaging yeah. down, so
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure I grabbed a little bit at nine as well uh, after that first pullback. Yeah, I just didn't think I, honestly, I didn't think rune was really going to ever see um sub, you know, like five six dollars ever again. I thought it just had like permanently leveled up, but clearly that was wrong. Oh uh, damn, I just posted this.
0: Now. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I actually just bought some while we were talking um, at a buck 85.
1: Um, not a bad, not a bad price.
0: Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll buy some more once we're done. I think um, I, uh, I just posted this thread and then I posted the link in discord and um, Maybe we get a little vote going. If there was a BHBd beehive pool, would you guys provide liquidity to it? I feel like Addicted has talked about this a lot in the past um, that he always got the Hive HBd pool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really, I don't think there's any liquidity pool out there like that, um, you know, for Hive HBd. Probably, the, I think there's one on on Hive Engine, but obviously this is a little different. And then uh, you know, the API would probably be pretty high. Um, I was
1: gonna say it's gonna it would kind of need to be high to incentivize because outside of people that just want
0: to like hold Hive and HBD outright, right? You know, I don't think it would ha- actually have to be that high if if I were to if I were to you know try to envision what it would look like because if you're holding HBD and staking it on chain, you're earning twenty percent. So that means that if we have a stablecoin LP, it kind of needs to be over twenty percent to be worth putting money into. So um, you know, you kind of have that twenty percent threshold. But if you have an LP that's made up of HBD and Hive, you know, if you stake Hive on chain, you're going to earn like 10 to 12% if you're a good curator and uh, know what you're doing. But then you also have the illiquidity of, you know, a 13 week power down. And then also for the HPD, you have to stake it on chain, you can earn 20%, but you've got the illiquidity of a three day power down, which is not good for the HPD pumps that are random. Um, so if you kind of combine those, you know, what does the APR need to be to provide Hive and HPD? You know, I don't know, probably somewhere around 15%, if I had to guess, uh, to make it worth it. Um, but then you also get that, you also get that opportunity where, you know, when Hive and HBD are changing in prices, you're kind of always getting more Hive or more HPD. Uh, and some people are, are going to be fond of that, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely good for anyone that, you know, wants to hold Hive. And likely, you know, earn a better APR than just from curation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd be I'd be really interested to see how much uh, interest there is in something like that because we could definitely deploy it a Beehive BHPD pool.
1: Uh, I could always put it out to a vote. Although you'd also have to spread the word on that because I get a feeling like you know that could also potentially bring like new users, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. You know, like Hive loyalists. Yeah, people, people that, that are already on. Yeah, mm-hmm. as opposed to people that are already on like uh, Cub or PolyCub. So yeah, you have to definitely get the word out uh yep. in the hive world Absolutely. but cool uh it is 102
0: oh yeah uh we should probably wrap up um i do have a i got a call i gotta jump into um yeah i got a thousand
1: things that i'm like attending <laughs> to while i'm on this call I'm just email yeah right
0: yeah but yeah no this was make this a, was phone a good, call. good short one though um
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, as far as general crypto market, I don't know. Bitcoin's floating right now at twenty thousand. Bitcoin dominance is back down near support. So I did a post on this yesterday. I'm like, something's got to give. Either A, you know, alt's gonna run, um, and we're gonna break that Bitcoin dominance support, or B, Bitcoin's gonna you know hold this twenty k again, bounce, and maybe you see Bitcoin dominance, you know, rise up a little bit off the you know support level that it's been holding for the last year plus now so it should be interesting
0: so you think uh if you had to, if you had to pick odds what do you say o- over under 20k uh by friday
1: oh by friday i mean that's just like so literally just straight gambling because <laughs> i mean you go sideways for the next three days yeah, so i mean i'm gonna go it over which is just more so me saying like i guess it's gonna hold so I don't see any major catalysts coming up in the next couple of weeks, right? I mean, we don't got Fed again until what, mid September. So, you know, unless the stock market completely gets wrecked for some reason, which I mean, yeah. it did get beat up. It did get beat up Friday and down today again,
0: right? But Bitcoin's why do you think the market's getting uh, beat up? You think it's all Powell's uh, speech from last week? Uh,
1: apparently, that was a catalyst. I don't even honestly see what he said. I just been busy but um just based on the chart i was very surprised at how big the rally was and it pushed through you know like the spies pushed through that 41 like uh 75 area which is like a huge support resistance like it blasted through that and then it just like is dumped right back below it and like just complete technical failure so um i think it's more so it got out of the downtrend literally looked like we already reversed into an uptrend and was like almost like a a V bottom was going to happen. And I just don't think we're in in an environment for a V bottom. Like, cause right now the fed's not pumping money and they're, you know, they're they're doing the opposite of what they were doing when we V bottom for COVID. Right. So um, I'm not surprised that it's pulling back again, but I mean, it's still in the end, it's still well off the lows. You know what I mean? Right. So we'll see what happens, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see if it trends back down to the lows or the lows or not yeah so either way i expect the market to produce a negative return this year which my reasoning behind that is it has to happen at some point you can't be green fucking 85 years in a row yeah so it's just a matter of you know if it's just going to kind of grind sideways or you know who knows maybe you know that 30 3600 area on the on the s&p is the low of the year i don't know
0: i personally don't
1: think it is but Anything can happen.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely gonna be interesting over the next couple of weeks. I uh I don't know. You you always had that September call for the reversal. So
1: Yeah, I think they're gonna go a quarter point in September. I don't I don't think they're gonna reverse. I think
0: they're still raising. That might be again, bullish though. I mean. That you know, to go from three quarters of a point to a quarter. Oh, yeah, and I
1: could be wrong, but if they do a quarter point, that's gonna be super bullish again. It all comes down to the uh inflation numbers that will come out in like a week or so. So, yeah, have you been watching gas prices at all? Oh, they've cascaded lower, Mm -hmm. which is funny. Someone was posting about that. They said they're like, Has anyone noticed that the price of gas is cascading lower the months into the midterm elections? Coincidence. (laughs) maybe
0: <laughs> i think not
1: in fact i actually like it because i want to see if come december gas prices start going back up again that would be hilarious interesting interesting i, I don't know if the uh, politicians have that much control but who knows maybe they do
0: yeah i, I mean I, i'm surprised at how fast it's it's fallen um, which is potentially bullish in terms of inflation numbers but Gas always goes down after summer. Yeah, that's true. People aren't driving as much.
1: Well, but gas has been going down during the summer. We're in peak that's summer true, and gas true. has yeah. dropped hardcore in July, July and August. Yeah. Like we're down like a buck fifty a gallon, like just roughly off the top
0: of my head from what I remember seeing. I remember, I think the most I paid was like six eighty at a at oh, a, at a pump. Hell No. Yeah. Um, and and yesterday I got gas it was five thirty I think so.
1: I think the most I paid was like five fifty five sixty, and I just paid like four oh nine yesterday. That's not bad. It's gonna, I hope you're right, addicted. I hope it's very low in February. Yeah, supply shock definitely was a thing. Good old economy.
0: <laughs> yep, we'll see. I, everything's correlated to macro right now. So
1: exactly. And that's the thing too. Like as far as crypto goes, I've already accepted that like, you know, I'm not gonna see the prices of my crypto soaring anytime in the very near future. So right. I'm like, all right, sweet. I gotta wait another three years and then I'll be crypto rich. But cool. All
0: right. Well, sweet.
1: Always entertaining.
0: Yeah, it's been a good one. We'll uh, catch you guys next week. It'll be... What day will it be? Where's my calendar? It will be September.
1: That would be the day after Labor Day.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, the 6th. Yeah. So enjoy the, enjoy the long weekend,
1: weekend, everybody. You, you Americans. <laughs> the rest of you folk get to work. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, number go up. Watch that uh, cub burn number go up. That's definitely going to go up.
1: Yes, we need that number to go up. Cat wants yep. to not be poor. I think but it'll be over
0: up. 700K in the next two days. So let's see.
1: Buy the cub, people. Buy the cub. Yeah. I want but you not fighting too much. with the. Don't buy no, too much. I want, I want you fighting with the. I want, I want the burn bot fighting with you, bidding up the price. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. All right. See you uh, next Tuesday.
1: Later, guys. See ya. Later.